How to develop a winning culture. This episode, episode five of Inside Bergen County's Athlete. I am your host along with my other host. I'm Joseph Branda. Alex Kim, what's up, dude? What's going on? We have a special guest today, Chris Fabish in the building, JNA superstar. Now, this is not our first take doing this. Take two. Our first one got messed up. <laughs> <laughs> Despite the wires, despite the a billion wires that we have in front of us, it got messed up. So we're back with uh, it's really part one, but part two of our conversation here um, with Mr. Chris Fabish, JNA Rockstar. This show is sponsored by JNA Fitness, forty-five minute best Bergen County workout. You can get forty-five minutes in and out, fat loss, music pumping, nineties hip hop, nineties hip hop, which is a fan favorite around here for sure. Um, the, the first time we did this, it was my birthday. That's so right. So it's no longer my birthday. <laughs> right. So I feel better about it already. This is great. Um, so, Chris, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for having Thanks me. Thanks for coming back. Appreciate you uh, being patient with the technical difficulties. Absolutely. Um, uh, we want to go into uh, who you are real quick. Sure. Where do you coach? What do you coach? Um, so let's start there. Let's yeah. So uh, this is Chris Fabish. I'm a, uh, a husband, a dad. Um, JNA member for a few years now. I've been um, I'm a high school guidance counselor at Ridgewood High School, and currently coaching the wide receivers at Ridgewood High School. So football, football, and you played football. I did. You were a wide receiver. <laughs> I we was. went into this, <laughs> despite you being a little short. Well, yeah. Well, all right. You <laughs> but you can catch. This is there's no video. This is not on video. This is <laughs> no, audio only. Right. I didn't have to. I could be you're six right. three, and nobody would know. You're right. You're right. All right, no, so how, so how long have you been coaching? I've been about, coaching for 15 years. 15 years. 15 years. And yep. always football, right? Fo- yeah, mostly football, a mix of, of track. I've coached track before, uh, boys volleyball for a few years, despite the height. Um, yeah, so just be, yeah, multiple, multiple sports, um, but mostly football the last, last uh, 10 years especially. Um, what's your favorite part of coaching? Ooh, I get to know the kids on a different level. You know, for sure, you get to know them um, just in a different way. When you're in a classroom and you only have them for, you know, 30, 40 minutes or 50 minutes, um, you know, even as a counselor, you might only have a certain, you know, have a certain amount of time with them. And, um, you know, and there's always an agenda with that. You know, you're either trying to give them yeah. information or trying to, you know, help them through, a, you know, an issue or situation. But when you're out in the field, you, you, you could just you can be different it's just not it's not the same as being in a classroom so you get to know them in a different way um you know you get to know how they tick uh you know what they're willing to put their heart into um so yeah it, it just get to know them differently has anyone ever said like hey coach fabish you're different on the feet like is it are you that much different on the field no, I don't. I don't. I don't think I'm that different. It, I, I'm like certainly a little bit. Me. I'm a little right. bit louder. You're a maniac <laughs> out here. I'm definitely a little bit louder out on the field. You know, I can't be. Uh, you know, I can't be shouting at someone for not doing their math That's homework great. or something That's like great. that. But um, yeah, no, it, it's the same. I mean, it's um, it's the same me. It's just that you know, you you got to treat people differently in different situations. Um, you know, I, I'm sure you're different. In, at home than you are right, right, when you're, right. you know, when you're coaching, you know, when you're coaching people yeah. up here, you know? Um, so yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Would you say you have a different approach with the kids? In the, in, in, in school versus guidance, on the field? Yeah, guidance counselor Chris versus Chris, coach Chris on the field. Yeah, because the kids are, you know, they, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna treat young, young ladies the same way that I'm gonna treat my well, players, no, no, you well, know, like, just in terms players. of how, Oh, for, and when I'm, when I'm with the players? Yeah. No. It's it, it's pretty much the same. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to, sh- like I said, I'm not going to be shouting down the hallways or anything like that. But, <laughs> but like, to, you know, for instance, we got a game tomorrow. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm going to have lunch with all the wide receivers, you know, just kind of hang out, watch some film, and just, again, just have, just spend time with them, um, have conversation with them. We'll joke around. We'll, you know, we'll have some fun. That's we'll great. learn a little bit. Um, you know, and just engage off the field, um, so they so they see I'm just a, you know I'm just a guy that that's trying to do the best he can, you know, help them help them win. 
um, you know, and, and just have some fun with it. How long have you been coaching high school? I've only coached high You've school. You've only coached high school. Yeah. So what would you say has changed in the last 10 years, five uh, years? Technology has changed a lot. Um, you know, like I mentioned, us watching film, you know, yeah, that's yeah. something that, you know, even when I was in high school, um, you know, going back just over 20 years, uh, that was like the transition from like reel to reel to VHS. Right. <laughs> you know, it used to be, you know, watching the film and then right, running right. it back and you know um you were saying you have access uh that was the other big thing right, right? you have like access to all huddle? the uh, huddle huddle oh, yeah right. so huddle um yeah so when i was when i was coming up playing it was you know it was vhs you know and so you had to actually trade tapes with right. the opposing team you know you just have to go and actually scout the other team, team. and record like video record the games so that you had them to be able to watch and break the film down and then you would go down at the end of the game and, and trade films with the team that you're going to play the following week. Like it was just, it was awkward. It was weird, but it's what you had to do in order to, you know, in order to watch film on an opponent. And now with programs like Huddle um, and lots of different sports um, use, use Huddle, um, like our whole school uses it uh, for any, any sport has access to it. Right. Um, so we see a lot with basketball. We see a lot with lacrosse. Players like have that. access to Player, Players have complete access too. So it's, it's a, it's a web-based program where all the films are saved in the cloud. And, um, each week, every team uploads their, their, uh, game films. And you can have access to every game that every team plays over the course of the season in your league. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I, like, and the kids have their own accounts and they have access to everything. They can make highlight films. They can, you know, put music to it. Like, I, I used to have to make highlight films for the kids when I was coaching uh, a while back. And, and it was literally like, okay, we like this clip. Let's, you know, slide it over here, save that file. And, you know, right, right. making DVDs and sending DVDs out in the mail. And, you know, now it's, you're, you can make a highlight film in 10 seconds and post it to Twitter and right. it's like you know hey look at me yeah um you know so huddle gives it gives the kids tremendous access to to watch film on their own well like i said we're gonna watch film tomorrow and it's as simple as just bring my laptop down to the classroom and plugging it in and we're gonna watch any games we want of our opponent right, right. you know of the, their last five games um plus any games that we play because we played them last year um you know so we'll watch all our films from last year too and just, you know, it allows me to move from game to game, clip to clip, That's and just great. have a sense of, you know, what, what they're going to do. Um, so, yeah, technology with, with that, just in terms of being able to prepare, right, and right. technology with equipment, helmet technology has changed tremendously, shoulder pad technology, like it's, you know, and you can call it technology, it's not, you know, computer technology, right, right. but, you know, to be able to make foam absorb more impact but be smaller is a is a tremendous athletic advantage do you do you uh do you like cringe on hard hits or no <laughs> it depends who's getting hit <laughs> <laughs> i mean if we're you know if, if we're doing the hitting you know you get you know you a little bit of like uh, you know like is that like frowned upon now like it's, a, rules like, against it's like, illegal oh, right. some some of it is illegal you know there are good hard clean hits that you know what that's part of the game right um but they've uh they've 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 done a lot to really protect the kids um and make sure that that the, the game is safe um it's still a violent sport but it's as safe as it's ever been uh you know there's no you, there's no peel back blocks you know like or blindside hits you can't have any of those anymore um, those are the ones that used to make people cringe. Yeah. Um, and by rule, if you're going to, you know, if you're going to kind of launch yourself into someone, you either have to be making, like defensively, you have to be making a play on the ball. Um, otherwise, you'll, you'll get flagged. Um, or offensively, you have to lead with your hands. Right. And that's, you know, so it's pretty clear cut when neither of those things is happening, why you're getting the flag. Um, but like I said, I think we, we see um, the, the state of New Jersey actually made a made a rule that you can't have more than I, I want to say 15 minutes of full contact tackle to the ground. Um, more than, you can't have more than 15 minutes a week of full contact tackle to the ground. Gotcha, in gotcha. practice. Right, right. Um, 
and it's the it's the strictest rule in the country, in our state. How do they enforce that? They can't, but to be honest, a lot of teams were moving in that direction oh. anyway. Um, the, uh, the head coach at, at Ramapo, uh, his name is Drew Gibbs. He was um, he was interviewed in the for the Washington Post um, for an article nice. on that exact thing, and they're currently riding a 19 game winning streak, I think, and. Um, they haven't tackled in practice in years. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's, it's stuff they'll call to the thud, you know, like to the wrap-up. Yeah. Um, or there's even, uh, like, the Seahawks kind of popularized a, a form of rugby-style tackling called hawk tackling that uh, involves the shoulder and kind of wrapping up the legs and twisting rather than, you know, full contact, you know, face mask on chest, chest to chest tackling and this is a huge style. this is a huge change then. No, yeah. I mean, right? Yeah. Or? Yeah. And it's all it's, I mean, it's all in the name of keeping kids safe. And so right. it's hard to hard to argue with that. Um, you know, there're still some old school guys who are they're going to do what right. they're going to do, right. but resistant. but you know, the the reality is that high school football numbers are at an all-time low and so if you can't keep your kids safe especially in practice. Whoa, whoa, whoa. At a low? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, high school football participation in New Jersey is at its lowest since 1999. What's is like lacrosse up or something like that? <laughs> that's why I, I personally I think that's one thing. Right. You know, I More think lacrosse. it's I think especially in north, northern New Jersey, lacrosse has become extremely popular. Um, and I have my own theories about that. I mean, I think football is hard. You practice five or six days a week to play one game, you know, whereas even baseball, lacrosse, soccer, you know, you might practice two, three times a week to play three games, you know. So there's more, like there's a little right, more right. action um, in that regard. So, so football is a grind. You know, Parents more than just any other saying sport. no. I, there this is, is my first reaction. There's definitely some of that. You know, a lot there's of these parents with younger kids, like six, seven-year-old kids, mm-hmm. they're like, mm, I don't, after flag football, they're like, no, that's it. Right. My, yeah, I don't, it, my, it happens. Yeah. But, it, I, I mean, I, my, my personal feel, I, we have not had a kid, I haven't, we have not had a kid get a concussion yet this year. Um, I doubt that we will, you know, knock on wood wherever it is. Um, but I, I doubt it'll happen. I think just, again, the sport has completely changed um, in that regard. And um, I, haven't, I haven't witnessed one in a game in years. Um, you know, so it, it's, uh, you know, I had, a, I had a, a kid get one last year um, that it was just a, a freak thing that way he went to the ground. It wasn't even a contact. It was how he just fell to the fell. ground it wasn't you know it wasn't tackled hard it was nothing you know going on it was just yeah. how he hit the ground it was kind of just a, a freak thing but the but again when it comes to you know the technology you'll see um sometimes i don't you know if you see um they have these things called guardian caps which is like a it's a, a protective cover you put over the helmet uh sometimes you'll see like in newspaper articles or things like that where kids are practicing you might see right. this like okay. it looks like this bubble wrap Right. that goes oh, around okay. the helmet um you know it's, uh, i think clemson even uses them in practice right, you know right. so high profile college teams are using them um i mean the nfl hasn't had contact in their practices in in a long time oh, yeah. you know um now granted they're professionals but um uh, but you're seeing the trickle down and i don't think we're seeing an effect any negative effect on the game itself right. uh, other than keeping it safer um you know you, you can talk about officiating and all that kind of right, stuff right, but right. but you know if it's for if it's in the name of keeping kids safe I, that's I, good, it's yeah. hard to argue with that no that's good yeah for sure yeah for sure um so uh, before we go get wild and get into i want to get into the developing culture part because sure. that's where i love this is like i love talking to this guy yeah. about this stuff yeah. <laughs> about this. so the main question is is how, how do you 2019 yeah how do you develop a winning culture it's it's hard. It's definitely hard. You have to. And number one, you have to. You have to live out what you believe, and the kids have to see that. Because if you, um, if you in any way, put something out there, but then don't live it yourself, right? If you don't uh, do what you say and say what you do, um, the kids will kids see through that in an instant. I mean, think about you know for yourselves, even you know just adults, teachers, coaches whoever that, you know, they would say one thing, but you know that they were living another way or just acting another way. 
um, you know, how do you how do you buy into what that guy is saying or what he right. or she is saying? So, you know, I think that's the first thing is you've got to you've got to do what you say and say what you do so that you know that they they know that you actually believe what you're telling them. Um, you know, I, I think that's the fir- the very first step. But it's a hard, it's definitely a hard thing to do because um, you've got a lot to to it's an uphill battle. Um, but that doesn't mean it's not worth fighting. You know. Right. Right. Now, what do you do for the upperclassmen to have the culture trickle down from the upperclassmen to the lowerclassmen? I think you got to spend time with them, um, and I think they have to feel appreciated um, and understood and listened to. You know, um, it, you know, I mentioned Clemson before, and um, their head coach is uh, Dabo Sweeney. You know, someone that I, when I think about culture and I think about, um, you know, kind of doing it the right way, he's someone that I definitely look up to um, and, and in a lot of ways try to emulate. And, and, you know, I saw a clip today, you know, where he was just talking about how sometimes, you know, there are times where you've got to love on kids and there are times where you've got to whoop on kids, you know, oh, or man, you've got to holler that. at them, you know. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he, he goes back and he's, uh, he says, you know, if, if iron sharpens iron, you know, when... Which we, you know, which we've all heard before, you know, just in terms yeah. of, you know, people working together yeah, to make each other better. He said, well, when iron sharpens iron, no, sometimes some sparks fly, you know. And so, I love that. yeah, I thought that was great because yeah. that really is just kind of saying, it's like, true, yeah. yeah, you're going to work together and you're going to do everything you can to make each other better. But exactly. sometimes, it's not you, always gonna, yeah. yeah, it's not always going to be pretty, and it doesn't, it shouldn't always be pretty, you know. Sometimes. You know, and he was saying that kids need both. You know, I think especially young boys, young men that are, you know, seniors. Seniors are, they're very different from even sophomores or freshmen. They're, you know, like that's part of what I love about working in in high school. You know, kids come in as as boys and girls and they leave as young men and women. That's cool. You know, there's so much transition that happens. So um, I think there are young men that need to be hollered at every now and again kind of put in their place a little bit in a you know in a not in a demeaning way yeah right to know that you care enough about them to tell them what you're doing is wrong and you know i'm not i'm me personally i'm not i'm not the hoot and holler guy so if i am ever doing that you know i'm fired up about something right and for me that's usually then followed up with the arm around the shoulder you know something and with something constructive that just kind of says it brings it back down dude here's why i'm fired up right now because i know you can do better i know what you're capable of you know whatever that whatever that situation calls for yeah um so yeah i think i think with you know with the the senior leaders right not even doesn't even have to be captains but just with someone who's just even doesn't even have to be a starter but just someone who you can tell has the has the ear of the team, the heart of the team. Like they have to know you care about them. Um, they have to know that you'll listen to them when they have something to say too, because because they have the ear of the team. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I think I, I think the biggest thing in in high school sports um, is to tell kids that you love them um, and that you care about them, yeah. you know, and, and really mean it, you know, if you, if you don't love your players, I don't, I don't know if you're in the right profession, right. you know, um, you just, you have to love on them, right. um, in, in legitimate ways, you know, and I don't, I, I could be wrong, but I don't know how many high school kids are hearing an adult male, especially boys, right, hear an adult male say, hey man, I love you and I appreciate you. Yeah, that um, can get awkward. It, it, it can, but it, it doesn't have to be. Right, right, yeah, right. right. But it doesn't have to be, you know, like it's, um, I think, you know, I think kids don't hear that enough these days, you know, right. especially in sports. Sometimes when it comes to sports, right, like there's, there really does exist that whole, um, you know, you know, parent living through the child kind of situation, yeah, right, where, where, you know, they're, they're, thankfully, I, ha- I haven't really had that you know at least where i'm at right now um you know we've been pretty we're pretty blessed with with uh with the you know really solid set of parents we haven't had to deal with too much of that stuff um and i think that's a testament to the culture that our head coach has built um you know he he flat out says i'm i like if parents have questions about playing time and stuff he's i will not talk with you i will yeah. talk with your kid anytime that he wants 
I'm not going to talk with you about that though. Wow. That's great. Yeah, yeah. and it, yeah, that's how it should yeah. be. I mean, right. Yeah. But too too many coach, coaches get caught up. Caught up in that. Yeah, it's yeah. hard. It's it's difficult because you want it. You want to hear people out, but at the same time, you know, it might be a detriment to the kids in the end if if you do. Yeah. That's funny. Go no, ahead. No. Uh, that's funny that you say that though. I was I was listening to. Um, I think I sent this to you yesterday, Joe. There's a, so there's a college strength and conditioning coach. And one of his things, he's like, hey, listen, none of your guys care about the program that you wrote out for them if you don't engage and show that you yeah, care. Yeah. They, don't care like, they don't care about your knowledge until you show that you care and then you can connect with them. Right. Then once that happens, then all the other stuff comes, the skill, the technique, then you can worry about all that stuff. But exactly. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, because it... it Again, it goes back to buying in, right? If you don't, if you don't live it out, if you don't live that culture out, if that's not really a, truly a part of who you are, um, how how could you expect them to buy into it and make it a part of who they are? Yeah. Um, so I, that's what I think ultimately it comes down to. I think last time we talked, you said something about the the head coach, like not um, if if a head coach kind of doesn't listen, like to the. Like kind of, I think you mentioned like they're aware of the highway type of thing. That's a right. good way to ruin. Yeah. Like not listening to like, hey, I think maybe coach, we could do it like this way or. Which yeah. is common and in high school, right? Yeah, it, it's and, and it's really it's a it's a challenging thing because um, you know they're they're the head coach and so they they have every right to say that this is this is how we're going to do it, um, and there should there should be some of that right because they're leading the way you know but if it's if it's at the cost of you know high turnover on your staff or numbers in your program well, what then what's the point right you know right, like right. if you if it's your way or the highway and you're you know riding you know solo right. you know then what's then then you're, you're making a mistake somewhere right and, a lot of ego. and not ha- right too much ego and not enough um you know not enough listening and maybe people try to tell you know try to tell you the how to you know kind of how to shape up and uh, but you just weren't able to listen you know, right, weren't right. able to hear them out or you told them let's know it's going to be my way right, right you know it's a tough opponent coming in you're a heavy underdog what 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 what's your strategy what's your playing bishop gorman what's your, yeah. what's your, what's your <laughs> what are you doing what's your, what's your pump up what's your uh, facing the giants you, yeah. what what you, you got you have to make them believe it's possible you know you have to make them believe it's possible and you yourself have to believe it's possible um i mean uh, listen i i think anybody can win on any given day um you know the, the odds may be stacked against you but you have to you you've got to give everything you've got until you you know until until the writing's really on the wall um but even then you, you can't you, you can't give up you know you kind of have to as much as you might feel like you want to, you've got to put on a brave face for your kids to help them continue to believe. You know, I mean, you I look just, at, it's tough because you look at, like, you know, we're, we're in New Jersey, right? And so you look at the state of, the, of, of Rutgers football. Um, and it's, yeah, exactly, right. It's yeah. it's tough situation, right? But, um, you know, right now they fired their head coach and they, they hired an interim head coach um, who I happen to know. Um, and... Um, you know, and count as a friend, and that's a tough. That's a tough situation, and all you can do is continue to believe in what in what you're doing, and and encourage the kids, and, and try and get them to be in a position to win. And d- listen, they're they're highly skilled athletes. They're great coaches. There's no reason that on any given day they couldn't they that they couldn't win. You know, it's just right. you know, it's a it's a tough situation that they're in right now, um, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you just have to approach every every day like that. And when you do have a loss, you've got to have a short memory, um, you know, and, and not let the kids harp on that and not harp on that yourself. And it's hard because the, the, the games are, are so fast and so fast-paced, but you've got to be so in the moment, um, but also, you know, process what are we going to do next, um, but at the same time for you know, kind of forget about the successes and the losses, so you can so you can continue to move forward. Um, but when you're facing a tough opponent, I mean, what 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 can you do? But but you know, get the kids to fight and believe. You've got to you've got to get them to fight. Yeah, with kids, I feel like it's hard. When I was in high school, 
we had a pretty successful wrestling team, but then when I would hear the football players talk, they had a good team too where I went to high school. I went to high school at Riverdale. Yeah. Always yeah. had a good team, but every now and then they play a really, really tough team, and mm -hmm. some of the kids would be like, no, it's not happening. And that they were a successful team. Yeah. Always made it states plenty of times, but some of the kids are just like, no, there's not a chance. And that's like a hard thing to, it's really a hard thing to win over all the kids. You know, there might be a select few who really do believe it, and you can give all the speeches you want, but right. kids, it's just some, sometimes very black and white to them when right. you get 15, 16, 17 year old kids. And I get that, you know, like, yeah, if we had to go play a, a non-public school right now, I mean, that would be, that might be the mentality of a lot of kids just because they're, they are, they have that many more athletes than, than we do. You know, they, they probably have, you know, I don't know, a, a, you know, X amount of division one athletes, we have one, right. you know, and so what, what can you do, but, but do everything you can to believe in what you, what you do, you know, just in terms of the scheme that you run and, um, you know, and just get kids to buy in and, and, and not give up. You do, know? Do, do Alex, do other coaches say what he just said? Like, like, I'm not sure that other, you know what I mean? That's, <sighs> no. like, because I think this is more important in the little league level as well, too. Oh, yeah. Like, being a coach, is there, and I've never coached anything except for the clients that I have here. So, yeah. fitness. Right. So, I guess I'm a coach in that regard, but I'm talking about sports. I've never coached sports, but, like, it's a responsibility. Yeah. Like, like if my son's playing wide receiver for Ridgewood, I'm giving you a responsibility, like a right. father-ish type of responsibility. And not mm -hmm. only that, just like to show them the right way and to be, like you said, to like, um, I feel like we can actually win this game. Like right. that's a huge responsibility. And like, I'm not sure how many other head coaches, like, or a head co any coach, any coach would say the answer, like kind of as crisp as he's just, and we didn't rehearse this. So it's like, right. as crisp as you just said. And yeah. It, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. You know, no, I think coach. I think kids. I think co adults forget how much kids see. Like kids no, aren't. Yeah. Kids aren't. I mean, no, listen, they not, might do some things that aren't. But they're not dumb. Yeah, they are not dumb. <laughs> they're they not see, dumb. If they they see that you're a fake coach, they will all know it, and they yep. will say it amongst each other. Yeah. If they respect you, they'll go like, "Hey, listen, he might be a little cuckoo, whatever, but hey, he knows his stuff. Yeah. We listen to him. We respect him. Boom. Yeah, and that's why you know I think that's part of why you know at Ridgewood, our head coach Chuck Johnson has been there for 35 years, give or take. You know, and and 35. I think he's had one, maybe two losing seasons. You know, like so. I mean, he's got quite a record under his belt and uh, the, the kids uh, appreciate him the kids respect, respect him. him yeah and they you know so they they buy into his program um, and he does a lot you know he does a lot and shares that same respect for the kids um, you know that that that's putting it in a nutshell you know like that's that's you know um, you know I'm over summarizing that yeah but you know I think that's Riverdale you know um, their head coach is DJ Nymphius I yeah. think and he I mean he's a he's a he's a totally different type of coach uh, great football mind but you, I think when you see places like Riverdale uh, Old Tapan um, Ridgewood Paramus Ramapo, you know the, right. Ramapo I mean those schools put out quality programs year after year and there are other factors there but I think some of what it is is consistency in, in the head coaches um, and buy-in from the kids that um, and year after year yeah year after of, year of and buying, right? and I could only imagine that there are that a, 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 in football especially a head coach is only as good as his assistants sometimes too um, because if you don't have the right people around you that are coaching each individual position um, to your expectation and buying into your culture as well and doing what what you want and need as a head coach well then the, you know then the kids get mixed messages and you you know and that's that's critical that the kids get the same message from every single coach that there's a united front in a sense so that everyone is is together not just the coaches but the players too being on the same page yeah right, right. yeah yeah, I mean, if you're a coach listening to this right now, you need to rewind like the last ten minutes and listen to this again, like, no. maybe two times. Seriously, this is this is gold right here. Um, but it's, I'd say it's the same. You know, you were saying, you know, maybe you haven't coached a sport, but think about. I mean, when I started coming here, right at five a.m., there was me. There was like a core group of maybe 
what would you say, ten of us? <laughs> not even. Right? right? Like, not, not even, five, right? Maybe. Yeah, yeah I mean, six, I, re- I remember five, one, yeah. I remember one, it must have been January, where, because it was the new, I, I'm pretty sure it was January, it was the new year, like, it was, it was, uh, me and, and Carolyn showed right, up. Right. It was just the two of us, <laughs> right, like, you know, right. just crushing a workout together. Yeah. Uh, you know, now, like, I don't know, as much as 30 people showing yeah. up at, at yeah. 5 a.m., yeah, you yeah. know? And so when you talk about building a culture, right, that, you guys are building a culture true, here that's, you know, very similar, I think, to all the things that we're talking about. Yeah. There's buy-in to what you guys are doing and what you're preaching, um, and people appreciate that and, and that you guys are real. And when you're up there, it's not an act. Like, you know, I know we're talking about yeah, yeah. not being the same at, you know, at, at home and, and, right, right, and right, at right. work and things like that. But, um, you know, but it is, but it's who you are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's still who you are. It's you're just in a different setting. And yeah. people appreciate how real you guys are. And that's why we keep coming back, you know. So, you, you know, I think you guys do more of all this than, than you may even realize. Right. But I, I, this is the reason why we wanted you on here is because I, like, there's not a day, like, Alex is the same way. Like, there's not a day that we would take it for granted where, like, like, it doesn't matter if one person shows up or 30 people show up. Like, we're here to coach. Yeah, and, right, like, I'm going right. to pull my heart into it. And we wanted you on there because we get the same vibe. Exactly. And so I think that's, like, when you talk about developing a culture, it takes people just like you on the field to, like, you know. Right. Because yeah. when you start, you don't start with much, you know? Right, it's, right. Like you said, if it's 1 or 30, it's when you build up any program, you don't start with a lot. Right, right true. You yeah. can't just wait for it to just blow up because it's not going to unless you give you over deliver exactly with what you yeah, start with. right that's yeah. a great way to put it i like that yeah i like that all right let's get into some fun stuff recap your the biggest game biggest game and biggest play i think we did differently right there's a big play and yeah. there's a so yeah but well so the biggest guy i'd have to say the i'm trying to remember which game i said the last time but i'd probably still have to say um coaching out in california yeah that was um it. you know we played uh so my my first uh, eight years of coaching were at Don Bosco Prep, and that was kind of when uh, I, I was lucky enough to kind of catch the catch the wave as it was rising, and um, you know, coach under uh, I mean, a, a, such a, a tremendous coaches, um, guys like Greg Toll. I mentioned Nunzio Campanelli, the the he's the interim head coach at Rutgers right now. Um, you know, his brother is coaching at Michigan. Um, you know, so coaching with some some phenomenal guys. And, um, you know, so we went out to California to play De La Salle. Um, De La Salle is a, is a storied high school program. Uh, a couple years ago, there was a, a movie made about them. Uh, it was called uh, when, the when the Game Stands Tall, uh, based on a, on a book about them. And the book was great. Uh, and their coach, um, his name is Bob Latticer. He's a, um, a unbelievable coach, old school guy, but you want to talk about culture. Read that. Read that book, and you hope you'll. What's the name of it again? Uh, when the game stands tall. All right, um, they, there's two books about their program. Um, that one is kind of uh, someone followed them for a year, uh, for an entire season, and um, the other one is called One Great Game, where uh, De La Salle is a private Catholic school where they played uh, Long Beach Poly, which is a private. I'm sorry, a public um, high school out in California. Uh, is actually where Snoop Dogg went to high right. school. Um, and, uh, no, I'm serious. That's great. And, uh, you know, so it was, it was this, it was this big, big game between, you know, the, the inner city public school and the, you know, the suburban, uh, right. private Catholic school, uh, another great book. But when the game stands tall, uh, was, was the one they, they made a movie out of. And uh, I mean, he, he, he did a, a talk about building a winning culture they hold the record for the longest winning streak in high school football history. Um, I think it ended at 151 games. Right. So they had a winning streak that spanned well over a decade. Right. Um, and um, uh, I think it was a Monty Toomer played for him. Um, you know, former Giant. Yeah. Um, and so they, they've had uh, Maurice Jones Drew, running back that played for them. Uh, he's on the cover of that book when the what game stands tall. I don't know. He was <laughs> with the Jaguars. And yeah, the, yeah, and then he just yeah, he he was fade, like faded out. Yeah. He he was Saquads before there was yeah, Saquads. Yeah, he was yeah, huge. He was, yeah. Yeah, he was. Yeah, ever yeah, since high yeah. school, he was. Yeah, he was, he was huge. Um, so you know, so long story short, 
long or long story even longer. Um, we go out to California to play De La Salle. Um, their winning streak had ended already at that point. Um, maybe two or three years prior to us playing them, this game was in 2008, and um, we were we were down two scores at halftime, and then battled back uh, to win with a field goal as the clock. Uh, ticked down to zero right um, and uh, it was just it was just an amazing experience to, to I mean number one to travel as a high school football coach right. it's like you right. know you co- there are college teams that don't do what right. we were doing <laughs> and it was pretty awesome um, and you know to win a game like that under under you know under that kind of um, right. you know uh, under those kind of lights you know right, right. Um, it was uh, live on ESPNU That's like it, yeah it was just it was pretty awesome um, and uh, you know we were I, I, I look back and yeah we had a whole lot of there were kids that wound up being really good college football players but a lot of them were just really good kids that played so hard, hard. I mean so hard we there were, I mean, there was one kid. Our, we didn't have our starting split end that 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 week. He had been injured the week before, um, and there was a kid that, I mean, he had no business being, <laughs> being on the field for us in a game like that. But he was, and we went out there, and, and we still won. Like, <laughs> that's great. you know, you look back, and that's, you know, I think that comes down that comes down to coaching and culture, right? The the culture that you build. You make that that kid believed that he belonged out there, right? And for that week, he did. And there was right. no, we weren't gonna we weren't gonna roll our eyes when he went out there we were, we we're going to coach him up as hard as we could and get him ready you know like that's that was kind of our, our mentality like next guy in um so that that was you know but that's a, you know all that aside i mean that was probably one of my favorite games um that you were a part of that i was a part of yeah, yeah. Like, you know in terms of just being high profile um we were the first team to beat them on their home field since ni- like 1985 or something <laughs> right, like right, that right. like anytime they had lost in a couple of years before that was either at a neutral site or when they were away um and they all, that was only like three or four games if that and um and then we played them the following year and and beat them at home and we i don't I don't know the the amount of years we were the first team to beat them in back to back seasons in right, right. Uh, you know it's since the like, 80s or right, something right. like that. Um, so it, you know there are a lot of games like that. I mean we 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 played in Alabama, we lost a game in Ohio. Um, you know we were all over the place just you know having a ball. It's a standout though. Yeah, yeah. that's um, great. Yeah, a couple of years ago we played. Uh, you know when you talk about facing a giant, right? We played. Uh, I was coaching freshman at Northern Highlands. And um, to open our season, we one of the teams canceled on us, and we picked up St. Peter's. Uh, you know, Northern Highland. I had 18 kids on the team, um, or maybe 20, right? 20 kids. So I can't even practice 11 on 11, right? right? And we got to play St. Peter's. And there was one. They 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 had a kid playing tackle and defensive end. That I mean. He he belonged he belonged in college right. already. <laughs> right, right. You know, fifteen years old. Um, and we were we we lost we wound up losing, but we were um, in the fourth quarter, you know, fourth and fourth down right, uh, on the twenty five going in. It. Yeah, like we we if we put the ball in the end zone, we we kick an extra point to win. Um, That's crazy. You know, so wow. it was it you know it was just it was an intense game. You, talk, you know, turnovers, interceptions, fumble recoveries. Like you know, the ball bounced our way quite a bit. But that's the game, right? Yeah, that's yeah. the fun part of the game, um, and you know. So it was, you know, that, there are moments like that too that are not in the spotlight. Nobody is watching a freshman game except for the parents, you know. And so, um, you know, to me, the the memories are not always just about like what was the high profile thing. It's sometimes just what was exciting, you know. Like right. what, what what do you look back and just appreciate, you know, going to battle with those kids and you know and having fun. Um, so that was definitely another highlight for Yeah, me, once but. again, if you're a coach, rewind that last part <laughs> once again and listen to that. What mentors? What, what? Oh, I, I know you mentioned them last yeah, time. Yeah, mentioned, what, mentioned, what? mentioned a few already. I know you got one big one. Who, who's it? You. You're, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, no, my, my, brother, brother, my yeah. brother for sure is a, is a huge mentor. Um, you know, a guy that, that, that obviously he's an older, older brother, so I've always looked up to him. Um, but uh, I have two older brothers, and, and uh, you know, in a, in a lot of ways, I look up to both of them for, for certain. Um, but as a coach, um, you know, I've, I've always looked up to him. 
Um, you know, my brother Mark, he's an offensive coordinator at Columbia University. Um, never, I, he coached me when I was in high school for one year. I was a junior in high school. He had graduated college, came back and coached. Oh, and yeah, so I didn't that, say the last time. All right. So yeah, so it, was, so it was fun to have, he, he was coaching, he, so he was a phenomenal high school, he was all-county high school football player. He went to U- University of Pennsylvania to play college football. Wow. Um, and, uh, you know, had a whole bunch of, um, I, I think the record has been broken, but he had the record at one point for um, most all-purpose yards as a wide receiver and a punt and kick returner. Um, so he had, a, he had a tremendous career. He came back and, and coached uh, special teams a little bit when I was a junior in high school. Um, and then he, at the year after that, went on to um, coach at Monmouth University for about 10 years. And then he's, he has a couple of coaching stops and is now at Columbia. Um, but, yeah, he's a guy that, um, you know, over the years, I've just, I'd just call him up. Uh, you know, a couple of years ago, I texted him. And yeah, I was like, yeah, tell him, what's your best two-point play? You know? <laughs> and he sends me a picture of a diagram. That's and I'm great. like, all right, it's in. You know, and we put it in that week. That's and great. You know, and. Um, you know, so it's, it's always nice to kind of just talk shop with them and, and, uh, you know, share that, that kind of bond, yeah, you know, yeah. like he, he, he sent me a pretty, you know, a pretty cool text. Um, this is my first year coaching at Ridgewood on, on the varsity level. Um, you know, and so he sent me a text before our first game that just said, you know, um, you know, good luck, That's you know, great. these, these kids are lucky to have you and, you know, and, and they're going to be better for that. And yeah, you know, something to that effect. Wow. And that was just, you know, it felt, yeah, it, it was just, yeah, it was like, yeah. yeah, I was fired yeah. up. Um, you know, so, so we have that, that kind of thing going and, and, um, you know, so I, I appreciate him as a person, yeah. um, as a dad, as a, as a coach, uh, as a friend and, uh, you know, but obviously I've coached, as I mentioned before, I, I coached under Greg Toll. Um, you know, who's, uh, you know, one of the best high school football coaches New Jersey's ever seen, if, yep. if not the country, to be honest. Um, talk about someone who knows how to motivate, um, you know, and get the most out of your players. I mean, I, I, I think very few people do it better than he does. Um, guys like Nunzio Campanelli uh, learned a whole lot about really loving your athletes uh, from him. Uh, in addition to X's and O's, I mean, brilliant right. X's and O's guy, um, but you know, really, uh, just knew how to relate to kids and and really connect with them, um, and he's done that everywhere he's he's been, um, and uh, you know, and I know he's doing that now at Rutgers. You know, I I know yeah. that for a fact, and um, you know, guys like I've coached with, you know, so many guys that are, uh, you know. I, yeah, I can I can rattle off the, the things that they're doing, but um, you know more than that, they're just great guys, great men that um, you know count lucky to count as, yeah. as friends. You know, um, people I look up to for sure. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a lot of really good mentors. Thankfully. Wow. Um, one more thing before we, we hop off. You're you're a busy dad of three. Yes. Work out at five a.m. Three boys. Three boys. <laughs> you coach. I know you're involved in your church. You have a lot of family, mm-hmm. brothers. You're involved in the community. Mm-hmm. How do you hold it all together? Man? <laughs> Sometimes I don't. There's a long, long <laughs> Well, the the no, I'm not gonna lie. The only reason I'm able to do it is because of my wife. You right. know, like I think, um, I think the 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 you know coaches get a lot of credit for the things that that they do, but um, you know the the crazy thing about coaching, and I think education in general, is we spend sometimes we spend more time with these kids than, than their own parents do. Um, and so we, you know, we have a lot of influence in, in their uh-huh. lives, you know, but the fact that we're also spending that time with them means that we're not spending time with our own families. Right. Um, and so uh, I know that I have to respect and, and appreciate, and I do respect and appreciate the time that my wife has to put into taking care of those kids um, while I'm not there and that's you know so there's a big responsibility so I, I couldn't do it if I didn't have you know a, a supportive wife behind me who um, you know who appreciated me wanting to make that decision to go back to coaching varsity football right. um, so that's a that's a huge part of it we you know we trade off right now going in to work out in the mornings so yeah. that you know so we can both get our workouts in um, but uh, yeah, I mean, other than that, it's just time management, and then you know, being in the moment too. Um, you know, 
sometimes I come home and I'm exhausted. I don't want to go out and throw the football. I just threw the football around for three hours. <laughs> now I got to go do it with three little rugrats, right. you know. And um, but sometimes those are the best moments when right, I, right. when you when you kind of battle through the the yeah, yeah. tiredness and just go out there and, and play and wrestle, play baseball. Go, you know, like yeah. um, you know, until the sun goes down. You know, and that's you know, like last night I went right from practice. I went to my son's soccer practice. That's great. And, you know, watch him play soccer, and and he loves that. He loves that we're all there watching him. You know, the whole family was kind of there till you know seven thirty, eight o'clock at night. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's it's not easy. It's not easy at all. I probably get paid pennies on the hour. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's high school sports. What do you you know, you got to put the time in, but um, but you love it. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, absolutely. There's yeah, I, I yeah, it, there's just there's something about. Uh, to me, football is the ultimate team sport. Um, you know, it really is. I, I, you know, you can have one good basketball player and go to county right. championships, state championships. You can have the same if you have a stud pitcher, right? You can go far in in you know in baseball. Um, but if you don't have if you don't have a total team buy-in from eleven guys when they're out there, um, you, you can't. You can't go anywhere. I don't care how athletic you are. Without a doubt, you watch a New York Giants game when they, when Danny Dimes started that following game, they played harder. Yeah. I'm sorry. Right. The, the whole team just played harder. Like yeah. so, you're right. It works as a u- It's a unit. Absolutely. Uh, for sure, because they all played harder and won the game. Right. Like. Yeah. No. Yeah. And there's Pro- something. You're, you're right. Yeah. There's something to be said about that. So you know, I think when, you know, when you talk about. A sport like football like everybody has to everybody has to buy in and there are guys that you know there's no there's no official stat line for an offensive lineman what do you mean there's no stat they don't fall, so they don't there's no track stats. anything they don't track anything right for them. you know like burned. receivers have catches oh, oh, and right. yards and oh, yards after like, catch like, and like uh, there's no like a like a tack, the amount of tackles and stuff. But, they, right. but there's nothing for, right. there's, there's nothing for, there's for, nothing for, a, for the offensive there's nothing lineman for a, I never even thought of that I didn't even do that Right, they're, and they're, they're one of the most important parts of the whole team. Right, if not the most important. But right, like you can't, right. you, you can't have a good running back without a good offensive line. You can't have a good quarterback without good receivers who are going to be able to catch There's the ball no and vice versa. Like, for oh yeah, there aren't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, maybe like unofficially, they're pancakes. You know, like pancake marks, right, right. they put someone on their back. But like, there are guys like um, if I say Quentin Nelson, you know, who Quentin Nelson is. No, you good. look up Quentin Nelson, and you'll see one of the best offensive linemen ever. I mean, there are like he's making being an offensive guard popular right, right now. Right, right, Like he's, but very few guys do you know? Like right, aside right, from right. aside from, um, or, or I guess the guys that stink, you know. But aside, yeah, right. You right. Flowers. Don't get me started. Don't get me fired. Exactly up, right. Like, you know either who's terrible, right? Just because people talk about them in public. All the time, but, right? but aside from Michael Orr, could you name another offensive lineman? Right. That's really. Yeah. And you only know Michael Orr because of Blindside. That's right. You know, right. like uh, you might like a lot of people knew Jeff Saturday right, right. was um, Peyton Manning's center. He was a center. beast. Yeah. Right. Um, but you only knew about him because of Peyton Manning. There was a connect. You know, like yeah, yeah. so. You know, ultimately, what my point is, right? There's like football. You can't be good without everyone without else everyone being else. good. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, I think like look at the NBA. Wherever LeBron has gone, right? Those teams. They've succeeded. I mean, yeah, they've the, done the well. Cleveland Cavaliers yeah. winning championships, right? Like that was unheard of back in the day. And now, like he good made point. the Cavaliers relevant. Um, you know, like so wherever he's gone, he's elevated the status of that team and the abilities of those teams. <clears throat> but. Um, you know, like you could move a pitcher from one team to another, in, even in the major leagues, and it changes the level of play for that, you know, right. that team gets better just because that pitcher is there, right? Yeah. But, like, you could have the rest of the roster is the same, right? But in football, if you don't put all the right pieces in the right places and, and have them buy into what you're doing, you know, like, yeah. the, look great. at what the Patriots do. The Patriots are the best at that. I mean, they're, they're unbelievable. Yeah. Um, just in talk about leadership and culture, I mean, Bill Belichick is, I mean, probably second to none just in terms of building a winning culture. Yeah. Year after year after year after year, you know, even if you hate the Patriots, you know, you you have to respect what they do because they're 
they're second to none in that regard. And now they have the best defense because they knew they had a really <laughs> good defense. It's like they know what they need to do to get to the next. But I, I and like, so I was just talking about this with someone today that they they were a four three defense, but they realized well our players fit a three four scheme a lot better, right? So four three is four down linemen, three right. linebackers, three four three down linemen, four opposite, linebackers. Yeah. And that's different. And it seems like, oh, well, you're just moving moving guys around. But right. that's it's very different types of play. Like you have to be, you right. different schemes and how you play it is different. Where people are moving, yeah, communication changes. They like like that. They just change their scheme, and some some of the players didn't like it. You know, so you know, the, Michael Bennett was in the in the in the news, right, you know, right. yesterday because for for conduct detrimental to the team, you know, was yeah. fined. And, you know, a lot of that is because he doesn't fit the new scheme. And he was upset about that. And I was saying to the, someone today, I'm like, oh, I wouldn't be surprised if, if they just the ate era. his contract right. and they cut just, him yeah. and said, next guy up, we're going to get you ready. That's just what they do. You know, like, they, they, it's just it's amazing that they, that they can do that. Yeah. Um, you have to fit their system. Yeah. Well, but they make, you, they make you fit the system. You know, like, who would have ever thought Randy Moss would – would break records in in New England. Yeah. I mean, Randy yeah. Moss, like, was, you know, like, if you watch some of what he was doing with the Vikings, I mean, he would, like, he had this mentality, but he went there, boom, he fit in. He fit in because there was no other way. You know, like, it's, it's like when guys show up to the Yankees, right? Get rid of the facial hair and cover up all your <laughs> tattoos. Yeah. And that's it. That's our culture. That's what we do. Yeah. And people, people, people will do it, right? Because the Yankees win, and there's a reason they win. You know, they have a culture there. Um, so, yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry, I no, went off there. That's great. You were, you were trying to close it up. No, and I, and I went was, off. no, this is all good stuff. <laughs> no, this is this is awesome. Alex, you got anything to add? No, I, I think this guy said it all. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> if you're a coach or any, you know, if you're anyone, you should. Rewind this thing and listen to it again. This is awesome. Straight fire. Chris, thanks for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Um, Episode 5, How to Develop a Winning Culture. This is a a straight fire show. For sure, we're going to have you on again. Yeah, let's do it. We're going to have more guests coming up. Part 2. All right, we'll see you guys next time. (laughs) Appreciate it. That was dope. That was great.